I'm a very sentimental person. This has been a real deep podcast. I didn't mean it to be so. <laughs> the deaf is Stalin. That was not funny. Oh! <laughs> it's the traditional hero arc. You want to see these strong... There's no heroes here. No, no, Come no. On. No, no, no. And I still think to this day that they probably are still, you know, thrusting no. around in the dark, oh, no, so I think, to speak. I think... No, don't. Okay, now, um, tonight we have, uh... A very angry Pip. A very angry Pip, yes. We've had a little bit of sound troubles tonight. No, we? that's not why I'm angry. Oh, why are you angry? Oh! Why, why do you think I'm angry, oh. Paul? <clears throat> um... I would like to apologise for anyone who's had to listen to my voice. I'm very sorry. Actually, no. Paul is very sorry. No, no. Paul's not sorry. Paul should be sorry. Paul will probably end up being sorry <laughs> by the end of this. <laughs> can, I, can I say, unless I'm... In my defence? If, if I'm found and dead with my throat cut, um, that it was probably worth it. <laughs> what I'm referring to is, um, if you haven't already heard, go back and have a look. There's a little bonus up. It's only like a minute or so, but Pip burst into song and it was so adorable I couldn't help myself but to share Adorable. It. My gosh. That's the word I would choose. Okay, wow. Now I have to go and dig a hole in the backyard and bury myself and never come out ever again. <laughs> All right. So what have we got tonight now that you've got past your... Um... So um, we have a new film and a classic film. Mm-hmm. Um, but this time you want to do it in a different order. You want to go classic than new. That's correct. Only purely because I lack imagination. Okay. Yep. Let's, let's start with Charlie Chaplin. So our classic film tonight is Charlie Chaplin's The Great Dictator, which came out in 1940. 1940, that's when it was released, was it? Yes. Okay. So a Jewish barber um, comes home from hospital after being wounded in service in World War One, which they called the Great War, um, unaware of the fascist dictator Adenoid Henkel. 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 And his rise. Um, he's, the barber is stunned to find his quiet neighbourhood changed to a terrified, brutal war on his Jewish people and tries to continue on as before, but everything goes slightly pear-shaped. Okay. Now, uh, at, in the Facebook uh, page for uh, Considered and Conceited, we have a link there for people if they wanted to go off and have a listen to um, Behind the Bastards. Uh, it, it mentions the historical context of what this movie had been brought up about. Now, I won't bang on about it. I went on about it last week. Suffice to say uh, that it was... It's relevant. It's very relevant mm. to, to this particular movie. And gives you a bit more of an yes. insight into this movie. Yes. So if you're starting to go, you know, there's a bit more to these movies than what <laughs> I was giving them credit for. Because everything happens within the context of the society of which art is produced. Gosh, that's deep. Well, I'm surprised it came out of my mouth. (laughs) Hey, I was just letting you go for it. Yeah, well, geez, that always gets me in trouble. All right. Um, So, so look, yes. So, can I I just say, though, um, after listening to that particular podcast, I'd always had a bit of a soft spot for Charlie Chaplin because he was a cello player. Uh, But, wow, I mean... It sounds like he was another. He was the Robin Williams of his day. 
he had a big moral compass mm. and he was quite happy to put his own resources to that end. Well, at that time period, they had to. They weren't yes. getting support from anywhere else. Yeah. So. Well, that's right. Mm. Everybody else is just being a greedy bastard. He was actually a stand-up guy. But we'll leave that for people to go and... Yes, go, go and check it out. It, look, it's, it's a bit of a... Uh, it's not a hard listen. It's a very funny show. Um, but anyway, go, um, go and check it out. So, Paul, what did you think of The Great Dictator? Well, okay. First of all, there's several problems. Before we even start, comedy is contextual. Oh, I realise it's a it's a time thing. So more than anything else, because when you think about it, drama is eternal. You know, a man and a woman fall in love with each other. If if people can hear a certain snoring, it's my son in the bed again. I was looking cross like father, like son. <laughs> um, and the sorry, you've, you've stuffed me now. Um, so you're talking about the comedy yes yeah. comedy ages very badly generally it's a rare comedy show that is funny 30 years on mm. it's an even rarer um, comedy show that is funny 80 years on uh, Charlie Chaplin had built himself a career on slapstick uh, but he was very progressive for his day, extremely progressive for his day. He was. Yes. Um, and he funneled that through sympathy for the lowly man. Yes. Mm. No, it was um, it was a very interesting film. Mm. Um, it's, Did you laugh? Um, there were parts of it that I found um, interesting. Mm. And what was funny was um, there was a couple of little sections that reminded... Have you um, heard of... Uh, Pen and Teller. Yes, I have. Okay, there was if a. Could. Yeah. Now, Teller doesn't talk mm-hmm. um, in his shows. No. And Charlie Chaplin, in a lot of this, wasn't speaking. Right. Yes, he was speaking in parts, but there's other parts, mostly his comedy parts, where he's not speaking. Yes. And there was parts of it where I went, oh, you can see where Charlie Chaplin has actually influenced other he's people. Not quite made the transition in his own mind from silent movies because don't forget he was running silent movies in the first world war Mm. you know he was making a name for himself in the late um you know 1917 1918 so he's slapstick silent but he's run all the way into um talky films but he's directed and written this and there's some large speaking parts especially from um yes uh garbage yes yes so there's actually there are a lot of speaking parts, but I guess for him, although he does speak in it, mm. he doesn't use that a lot for his characters. Yep. So, because I mean, he he uses what he needs to to get it to work, and um, a lot of it, like the you know where he's shaving that guy and the music's playing and he's that, in time that with it. That was quite cleverly done. That it was, was it was very done. well done. That's yeah. what I mean. So, yeah. there's th- things where he's really clever in it, and people will get and you know I can I can imagine people back in 1940 having a good old giggle to that. Okay, can, can I quickly just dive in there? Did you find it entertaining? Because I'm actually genuinely curious about that. Um, I found parts of it entertaining. Right. But um, I found other parts of it uh, dragged a little bit. But that's, I'm putting that down to the fact that it's a 1940 film and mm. I'm not a 1940 person. 1940 comedy. So it's always going to be problematic off the mark. But there's... The parts where he's actually trying to be slapstick, etc. Mm. So, some of that was genuinely, you know, entertaining. But 
there was other parts of it, like where he's having conversations with um, uh, Napolini and all those things, where I just found just oh, dragged a bit. Yeah, oh, with the train um, turning up and oh, shutting forward. And well, not even back. just that, just where they're talking and throwing food at each other. And I yeah, thought, yeah. it's parts of it, I understand why um, it's in there and that it would be genuinely funny, but it hasn't, parts of it haven't aged well where other parts of it are just always going to be funny because we laugh at yes. slapstick stuff sometimes. On the whole? Um, it was, what I found really unusual is that it's a like two hour and five minute film. So you've got two hours of like slapstick stupidity sort of stuff. Yep. And then you go through two hours of that to get to the last five minutes where Charlie Chaplin's giving his big speech. Big speech. And I'm thinking, oh my gosh, it's just so different. And also that last bit with um Hannah. So you don't get it resolved, but you're not supposed to because no. of what it is. But I'm thinking... You go two hours of absolute stupidity mm. to five minutes of actual heart and caring and yep. humanity. Yep. And it just blew my mind. I suspect very strongly that he shouldn't be making comedies. Does he, has he actually made a serious he film? Could have, uh, Did he I ever make I, one? I, I don't know, I, honestly. Because I don't but, see but anything man, but comedy. Look, the man himself had a huge soul. Um, there's no if, buts or maybes about that. Uh, and he poured all of it into that last speech at the very end. Well, that's what I mean. He, mm. he speaks well. He writes well. Yep. I don't see how he was only doing comedy. He's sticking to his shtick. Yes. No, he is. I yeah, know, but, this know, is, but I just is, found that weird because you've gone... part of the brand. This is Charlie Chaplin. It this was is... almost like watching something and then getting slapped in the face. Yeah. This is the man who perfected the pie in the face. You know, and it Fatty did happen. And, and Charlie Chaplin. These are the guys yes. who created the whole slapstick, you know, uh, what everybody else is using today, to oh, this no. day. Yes, I know. That's what I mean. I, can, I could see parts of what he was doing that was still being implemented today by people. That's what yeah. I mean. So you could see that he's influenced yeah. so many people. But that's what I mean. I was. It just blew my mind that he could have just such a weird, all-over-the-shop sort of s- silly movie and then five minutes of actual humanity bleeding. Now, this, That's is the, just... this is the important question. Mm. Would you recommend this to somebody? Oh, it would have to depend. You dep- can put your caveats in, but you no, have no, to no. state them. It would have to depend on who it was. Mm. Um, I would recommend it to someone who is interested in humanity and things like that. But if someone's just looking for a, you know, blase, whatever, it's yeah. not, they're not going to no, get through it. for tag. Yeah. Well, that's well, that's what that film is. That's what I mean. I wouldn't recommend it to everyone. There's a couple of people I would, like my husband hadn't seen it, and he was, he was doing other things because we had people over when I was watching it, and he kept floating over my shoulder to check it out, and he's going, "Is that supposed to be Mussolini?" And I went, "I think it is." And so you can, he was getting more out of it Mm. than what I was Mm. because he's older and he's more interested in um, World War Two stuff. Hitler actually saw this movie twice. I heard that, yes, because it was on the yes, yes. Behind the Bastards podcast. And, and I'll just throw a few things in case people are just too lazy to go and you know check it out. But Hitler actually saw this, and it's not actually known what he thought of it. Um, but he did actually watch it, not once, but twice. So at least he didn't... I'm surprised he watched it twice, actually. Because mm. watching how Charlie Shetland played that character that he's based on, yep. I kind of went... Ooh, surely Hitler wouldn't like that. I mean, surely. Like the things where he's going, 
Like that. Don't I'm thinking, forget, oh my gosh. Barbie, this is a man who had an ego. Mm. And before this movie came out, he was quite a fan of uh, quite a fan of Charlie Chaplin's. And um, yeah, but the way he portrayed him, I mean, oh, there were some interesting parts. But like when he's snorting at the girls and yes. and. And, but showing his, I guess I could see like him going, oh, I'm busy, I'm too busy to get my, you know, he's going from one thing to the other. But yep. yeah, I just, um, I don't know, to me, it could have been cut down by an hour. I, <laughs> as that's so just many me. can, as <laughs> any Cary Grant should be. Um, <laughs> but look, I think that this, this was an important film. Uh, oh, it, and, and it was incredibly I, important in its time. That's, that's why I put it up. And, and I would recommend people to watch it, not so much to be entertained, but a little bit like Casablanca in that this is an origin film. Mm. This is what um, modern comedy derives itself from. Now, uh, you go back two years before that and you've got um, Bringing Up Baby, which is also a comedy. Um, that wasn't that funny wasn't funny. No, period. I thought Charlie Chaplin's movie was much funnier. No, because he had the craft and he developed the craft and he developed the craft. That's what I was trying to say to you before. He had developed the craft in silent movies. Mm. And I don't think in his own mind that he made the full transition to how to utilize. They were still trying to work out how to be funny on screen without the pie in the face, so to speak, or the kick in the bum. You know what I mean? Like you still use that and they still do it to this day. Mm. Um, with the with variations on the theme, but to be able to use wit, I think he was having that far, is a developing art. I think he was having far too much fun with a fake German speech. Oh, look, as he's ripping off um, was, herrings, that, medals, and was, buttons and things. Look, I'll be honest. I'll be honest. There were times like Jolly came in and sat and watched the first 30, 40 minutes sort of thing, mm. and he did not have the same reaction to that as he did with. Um, uh, bringing up baby, which was not funny. No, no, that's that's the difference. Which was trying to be funny, and he was having a good old laugh. Like it wasn't oh, a there's chuck. There's a couple of parts that make you chuckle even now. But it's quite. But ridiculous. it's still. But you can see Charlie <laughs> Chaplin's having a lot of fun with it. Yeah, you're right. Yes. Mm. Um, so look, I look. I don't know if we can really necessarily say a great deal about it, other than I definitely recommend it to watch as a signature film. Uh, but I wouldn't necessarily say go and watch it because it's incredibly funny no. or go and watch it because it's incredibly entertaining. Mm. But it does have relevance to today. Um, I think if you're a movie lover, it's something you'll appreciate in the fact that you can see where other people have not stolen things but taken um, Very much so. inspiration. Even North by Northwest gets that badge. Yes. You know, it's 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 a film that you should at least watch once, no matter how painful that fucking <laughs> thing is. You know, but you should watch it once. Well, it's just, go, it makes it makes uh, any other movies after it, you get something else out of it. Like yes. what, listening to a podcast or watching an older movie that might have inspired that movie gives you a, just a different perspective on that. It deepens your ability to be able to pick up on cultural references. So mm. yes. Um, what do you think star rating? Oh, that's really hard. Oh, um... Now, can I, can I help you a bit here? Yeah. Alright, Casablanca. 
I like that a lot better than this one. It's only a year apart. I know, but I found that more entertaining. Yeah. So, what did I give that again? I can't remember. I believe you gave it a seven. I think I gave it a seven. Mm. I'd probably only give this one a five. I gave it I'd probably give this one only a five. Yeah. I think it's important if you appreciate movies to watch it. Just like you said, for the yeah. pop culture and the yeah. inspirational stuff. But it's not as entertaining as another movie would be. See, we are getting quite close now. Like, I, I, I think we're... For different reasons. Like, I, I'll say straight up, I'm going to give it a four. Okay. I, I thought about giving it a four. Not because it's a fail, but it's not entertaining by today's standards. Really I wasn't so. not entertained. I've watched worse. Yes, it's called Bringing Up Baby. Uh, but it's not... It doesn't hold up. No. It does not hold up. It fails in that it makes you laugh all the way through it. And mm. then it hits you with the punch at the end. Yes. The punch is there at the end, but it's more of a surprise than... Like a slap in the face. Yes, mm. yes. But it's not funny enough to be sustained as a comedy all the way through. No. And so therefore it fails. And that's why it doesn't get the five, it gets the four. I'm just okay, well, that. that's so, okay. Yep, yep. So you've given it a four and I've given it a five. You've given it a five because you are more generous than I am. So and apparently I've been too generous of late and it's time to smash films again. Who said that? You did. Did I? No, I just thought, I just said to you, I'm not generous. I'm just giving it what I think's correct. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> <laughs> Cool. Yeah. Look, I, I, no, I would definitely recommend it for people, but not, oh, not all the people. Sake of no, not all people. Not all people. It's not a film to entertain by today's standards. Please understand that. Mm -hmm. So, if you're taking it on, it's going to be a bit of a piece of work because it certainly was for me. Um, the first time I tried to watch it, and I had two goes at this film, um, and I'm the one who suggested it in the first place. You had two goes. Hey, the first time I fell asleep. said that it was a, a very big shock at the end yeah. so you go I, two hours and then a shock I'll be five honest, minutes because charlie chaplin and i knew the background and the context of it i can't let that interfere with me and i wanted to let it interfere i wanted to give it i wanted to be more generous with this film than what it otherwise deserved to be don't stress but i haven't been that's all right. Yeah, I, Don't worry. I, when I was listening to you, I thought, you know, I can't do that. I can't. <laughs> I can't give it the extra star just because he was a, a, a good human being. I didn't say that. I just liked it for the, like you said, the pop culture and inspiration that it would give to other films. So you get to see insight. Yeah. Like even not even just films, but just how other people do their entertainment. We have to move your pop filter. Why? Because it looks like you have a moustache. <laughs> Talking to you for like 40 minutes, you know, or however long it is, and I'm just it's like, um, uh, it's just like, pip the and you bring us all <laughs> back to earth. Thank you very much, <laughs> yeah. So, okay, so, um, 
Look, I'm sorry, sorry if we, we, we couldn't very much make very much out of that one, but it, at the end of the day, it, some of these films will do that. So as you go further and further back... I love that you feel like you have to keep explaining yourself. Don't stress. That's what we're here well, for, to tell people what we think. No, I know. But look, and this is why I gave Casablanca an eight. Because, no, hear me out. I'm listening. Casablanca fucking held up. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, you sat there, you watch it, you go, that's a great film. It wasn't, was a great oh, film. Oh, look. It's a great there film. There was entertaining parts in this film, but the film itself wasn't entertaining. I was entertained. You know what I mean. No, I don't. Oh. This is the step of Stalin all over again. No, no, no. The whole, you've, you've just said, you're now you're just trying to create an argument. I am not. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Um, so you have uh, Paul's magic movie moment. I do indeed. And without further ado, I am simply going to cue the credits. You're not going to explain yourself? No. Good comrades to the utmost of their strength. Yeah, yeah. Even though large tracts of Europe and many old and famous states have, have fallen or may fall into the, the grip of the Gestapo and all the odious apparatus of the Nazi rule. We shall not flag or fail. We shall go on to the end! We shall fight in France. We shall fight on the seas and oceans. We shall fight with, with growing confidence and growing strength in the air. We shall defend our island, whatever the cost may be. We shall fight on the beaches. We shall fight on the landing grounds. We shall fight in the fields and in the streets. We shall fight in the hills. We shall never surrender! And if, which I, I do not for a moment believe, this island or large part of it were, were, were subjugated and starving, then our empire be on the seas, armed and guarded by the British fleet, yeah. would carry on the struggle. Yeah. Until in God's good time, the new world, with all its power and might, steps forth to the rescue and the liberation of the old. Yeah.
was your uh, Paul's movie magic moment. It certainly was for me. Okay. And um, that was actually from the movie we're about to review, The Darkest Hour. It is. I've kind of thrown something a little bit out left of field here, haven't I? Just a bit. Yes. <laughs> um, and this is our new film. Yes. So, yes. Uh, 2017. Would you like the synopsis, please? I just wanted to... The reason I put that up as the movie magical moment is I just wanted to get people's ears attuned, if you will, uh, to how um, this man was able to play Churchill in, in so people can hear it. Now, I don't know if people are necessarily uh, are very acquainted with uh, Churchill. Uh, it would certainly, if they went and watched this movie, I, I would certainly suggest that they go off and they listen to some of the old speeches of the original uh, Churchill speeches. Uh, I'm, I'm sure they'll be... Did you find them on YouTube? Because I asked you the same thing. I listened to the speech, the speeches before I watched the movie, okay. as, you, as you asked me to do. As as dutifully you did. Yes. Would okay. you like to give me? Uh, would you like me to give a story? By all means, let's let's crack into it. Okay, so this film is the account of Winston Churchill's early days as prime minister, during which Nazi Germany is sweeping across Western Europe. Yep. That's it. That's it. I wanted to make it short. Jesus, that's. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, there's so much going on, but really, that's what it's about. Yep, yep, absolutely. So, yep. He didn't know if he was going to be Prime Minister from one day to the next. No. He didn't even know if England was going to be there one day to the next. No. It was truly their darkest hour. So, continue, continue, Paul. About what? About what you were saying about um, listening to speeches before you wanted to watch this movie. Well, uh, Churchill... First, can I just speak historically for a moment? Go for your life. Okay. You know I want to. <laughs> of course I can. Yes. Okay. I can see it. For those people who may not be aware of it, uh, Winston Churchill uh, was the British Prime Minister leading into the uh, early years of the Second World War. And he, he stayed Prime Minister all the way through to the end of the war um, to be then thrown out by his own people after the war, and somebody else to be elected in. But he has always been held up as the consummate war leader of a nation-state. Now, what Winston Churchill was famous for doing was that he was a great orator, in that he was able to uh, lead an entire country through speeches that were presented on the radio uh, and in Parliament that were recorded. And um, he was the master. But a lot of people don't realise who Winston Churchill was. He was an extraordinarily complex man, a very smart man. Um, He had been an adventurer for most of his life in that, uh, like he was involved with politics in the First World War and his um, interest in politics went all the way back to the Boer War. Uh, so yes, that was that was the man. He was um, he he could not help himself. You're, okay, you're just looking at me. Like. I'm, you're talking. I'm listening. Okay, all right. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> yeah, I, look, but I personally have a lot of um, admiration for him as a political um, character because I it, uh, all of the stuff that he did, and on top of that. He was a superb historian and 
even though all of his histories that he wrote about the Second World War were slanted to make him look like he knew everything and he never made a mistake and whatever happened was somebody else's mistake. He was quite good for that. Because you mean like Gallipoli? Well, let's not forget he was also a politician. <laughs> but but uh, Gallipoli, look, Gallipoli's been hung around his neck like an albatross. But if you look into it, uh, it it's a plan that could have worked. But I'm not going to go anyway, this, into it today. This is a movie, Paul. I know. It's a movie. I just wanted to get... There's a... Look. This is a film that comes with a lot of historical baggage. It does. It does. Because it's a historical figure set in a historical time. There's a lot of historical baggage and it has to be addressed. Otherwise, we can't move forward. Um, not true. Well, if you want to look at it in a purely superficial level. Oh, what, what star rating would you like to give a pip? No, 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 no. What I'm saying is... Um, there might be people who know nothing about Winston Churchill who are watching this film. He was a colossus. There might be people out there that know don't know who this man is. He is a colossus. You're missing the point. Google him. No, but there might... <laughs> what I'm saying is, is it's not a documentary. No, it's not. It's no. a movie. Yes, I know what you're so, saying. So... <laughs> There are documentaries about Winston yes. Churchill. I, look, I, I'm sure there are many documentaries on Winston Churchill, but I know this is here. a dramatised movie about one little point yes. in this. Yes. Oh, what was it? I think it was only it wasn't even a month of time. No, that's right. I think it was that's what right. maybe twenty. Was it not even twenty days? It was a snapshot in time, and it was very dramatised. Yes. Um. So what I'm saying is you could go into this movie without knowing who even Winston Churchill was and still probably... Are get you this... saying that it's a completely stand-up film? No, what I'm saying... Oh, actually, yes. You could go in knowing nothing and still enjoy the movie for what it was. Well, I'm glad that you could bring that up because, because I'm so immersed in my history, because... This man looms so large in my consciousness about the Second World War and that I've studied it a great deal. I'm not able to separate it anymore. I mean... And so I'm glad that you're able to bring that perspective. Having information background, like the King's Speech regarding King George, um, having information about Winston Churchill Mm -hmm. and Gallipoli and anything else that he might bring up can, can make you go, oh, actually, I see that, or, ooh... That's not what I would have perceived from that. It would make you view the film differently. But if you haven't taken any of that on, um, it can, you know, you could still watch this film as for what it is. It's just a film. I mean, it's incredibly dramatised. I mean, they've actually said that Winston Churchill did never had doubts. Mm. He never went and spoke to people or have any issues. He always knew exactly what he wanted to do. He was very much direct. Mm. Where in this film... They want you to follow Gary the way Gary Oldman's playing him in the fact that, you know, he, he's a man who's just been thrust into this position, and, you know, it's during a time when there's war happening and nobody's backing him and he's all alone and what's he gonna do and. You know, so. I, I was thinking as you're talking about that, and I was thinking about that, and I think Gary Oldman's uh, portrayal of him is bang on. I don't believe, like, I'm sure he presented 
Um, I'm sure he presented himself as a person who was always super decisive. But it, this is a man in the between the two world wars who was thoroughly lost. Everybody had declared him a drunk. You know, he was. He was a functioning alcoholic. But he didn't think that. This is not how he viewed himself. There was never doubt in his mind. And yet Gary Oldman plays this character that makes you go, oh my gosh, how utterly amazing. And we really want him to succeed. And it makes you really um, get in on, you know, what's happening. I, I suspect very much that Gary Oldman got close to the mark. I think he got closer to the mark than a lot of people realise. Um, supposedly, after looking... That's just my own personal opinion. It's not based on anything else. Okay, because I just did a little bit of reading afterwards. I, look, the only reason I say that is because Churchill was an extraordinarily complex person. He was a very complex person. Even though he presented himself as a bruff, uh, like a, an abrupt kind of no-nonsense bulldog kind of person who'd go in. Those people don't get very far. But he got all the way through, even after coming back from abject failure from the First World War. And that's why I say there is more to this man than meets the eye. If you say so, Paul. It's just my opinion. Okay. Yeah. I didn't know Winston Churchill, so I can't give I have to say, I I came into this particular conversation because I knew... Well, I'm slightly offended that you think that I would just take the opposite stance to you. Well, it's what you do. No. Well, you did. No, I don't. You just did again. (laughs) No, we're just discussing a film. Okay. There's no danger here, Paul. You're safe. Okay, now, now, now. regardless of how incorrect and inaccurate that they may be, because I'm sure there will always be historians who go, well, that's not really what happened, because you see, la, la, la. It doesn't matter. It's a film. It's what, exactly. It's what people get out of it. Now, I would like to ask you, Pip, in this particularly contentious movie, because it's going to be a knock-down, drag-out conversation here. What do you think? What do you think of the film itself? Um, there were parts of it that I found very stirring and moving and there are other parts that I could have done without. Which parts? I really liked when you're actually watching as Winston Churchill's going through certain areas. So first off, you're seeing him going through Britain and nothing's changed. I mean, they're, you know, they're all just living their lives, going about their business, etc. Then he's flying over France and there's like people fleeing and um, trying to collect all their stuff. Yep, and yep, so that's all, all he can see. And then the next time he's in Britain, the people are sort of going, you know, reading things and starting to think about it. You can see them talking over newspaper mm-hmm. articles. So you're actually getting an insight from him viewing it by driving or flying what's actually occurring. And I thought that was done really well. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was artistically well presented. I like those pieces because I thought it gives a real insight to how he's viewing people and how he knows that they're, they're starting right. to, okay. you know, yep. get on board. Yep. And um, I found some of the parts, like when he's speaking to the French. <laughs> See, for me, that was the comedy moment. <laughs> I don't know. I just, to me, it just sort of was a bit too 
comedic for this sort of film. And I know they need the whole up and sure. down and the yeah. light and dark Look, and all that sort of stuff. Go go dancing and bloody, you know. Um, guess who's coming to dinner? Guess who's coming to dinner? They can have some. <laughs> let's pick on the French for five minutes. Oh, I just felt yeah, I don't know, and um, I just and also some of the family scenes I found a little bit not quite right. How, how so? I don't know. This his relationship with um, uh, was are, are you with um Chris, to that? with um his wife like Kristen Scott's playing Thomas is playing that role, and I just thought I don't know. I just, just I didn't feel like it quite clicked and worked for me. Can we dig down into that a little bit, if that's okay? Um, <laughs> no, no. Well, if it's not, I'm, I'm no, 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 no. I know. just I found the family stuff like he's got his. His wife saying, oh, you know, I've given up so much and the kids have given so much. And you only see a snapshot of them mm. in this one scene. I'm thinking, well, hang on. You don't, that's it. You're not seeing how they're being affected by this. And that they give like a taste of it without providing any extra info. Mm. And I mean, if you're using this as a standalone film, mm. to me, that wasn't enough. And the relationships right. didn't quite work out for me. Right. Possibly because... I know it's not about that. It's about how he's working as a prime minister. And yes. also that, you know, but I just... Ah, it didn't. They yeah. at least, given enough, they at least gave it an, enough of a homage. Well, I don't to think it was an, enough. At least mention it. They mentioned it. Yeah. Therefore, people are going, oh, well, are they going to do much, that anymore? How much right do they have to wring their hands when other people are being killed and bombed, you know, en masse over in Europe? No, but to me, then it says basically. Um, he's not having any relationship with his family at all while he's prime minister. So for the next few years, that's it. And I just think, well, hang on, what happened to them? I mean, I think it was a, I think it was a um, post that utterly consumed him. Oh no, no, I get that, but as in, I would have liked to have seen their point of view, like a view from them. Well, on you him. got his wife's point of view, and I, I guess. No, I don't find. I didn't find it very strong because she was. What? You don't. That's what I mean. I didn't find it strong. I'm just saying. In what way? Explain. In the fact that the scenes you had her in, she's talking to him, so obviously they're living together. What you know. Um, she's there for him. What is she doing during the day when he's not there? How is it affecting her? As in, I wanted a bit more of that. Well, she certainly wore the pants in the relationship. Did she? She did. No, I didn't get that vibe. As in, yes, yeah, she's going off. I can't pay another bill. You just, you know, and but you know, it didn't change. He didn't alter. But that's what I mean. I didn't see what was going to happen. He kept doing what he was doing. It didn't alter or change. So I, she was I, she wearing I, the that pants? That may well be a gender thing. That may well be a gender thing because I saw their ever so slightly. Because don't forget, the man was an obstinate pig. I, let's let's be frank. He was an obstinate pig. It, uh, Gary Oldman displayed him as an obstinate pig. I got that. You know, and but she was able to look the classic example right off the very start. They they set it up for you right at the start of the movie, that you had the girl who came in, sat down, started typing. Now, hang on, let me, let me finish. Started typing. He unleashed on her. She ran down crying. And then the wife came up and flattered him into subservience, if you will. To, I can't think of a better way of putting it. Then, and then the next scene, the girl comes back into the room and he's a lot better, more well-mannered, more mellow, the closest thing he'll get to an apology that he was able to pronounce, and and then the movie moves on. So I, I think, I think, look, you're giving me some weird looks. 
this is how... No, I'm just saying... This I, is how women, I believe... Oh, I'm going to get in trouble. This is how women, I believe, because they didn't have women's lib or anything like that to operate under, they didn't have the auspices and they, the support of having a whole kind of uh, ideology that they could fall back on and point to the stupid men and go, look, this is what we're doing. You know, take note, you know, me too, hashtag, and all of the rest of that. And I'm not putting that to one side, but there's more for women to be able to point to so that men get it. Because men aren't that bright sometimes and they don't pick up on it. Whereas the girls at that point in time, in that period, had to manoeuvre their men with more finesse and more subtlety. I'm not saying it was better, I'm not saying it's worse, I'm just saying that's what it was. Does that make sense? I disagree. Okay, and I'm not going to go any further on that. <laughs> no, no, I meant as in. Um, yes, it was different times and I understand sure. that, I'm yep. fully aware. Yep. Um, and I noticed that she did have a very strong personality but the fact that everyone kept saying, oh, you know, she's suffering because of life and how this is all happening, it, to me, didn't have enough explanation and they just sort of flicked it and said, this is what it is because we say it so. Okay. I, 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 and do you know what? He's a pig because we say it so, the way he does yeah. that. And I'm thinking, well, hang on. He hasn't, to me, and then she's just automatically come back and suddenly they're all peachy keen, him and um, uh, so Elizabeth Layton, who so plays his secretary. In your mind, was problematic. And well, even they the first. Well, even the first relationship he had with um Elizabeth Layton, the um admin girl. Yeah. Um, it was just a one-off. You know, I might have been cranky sort of thing, and then it goes back to you know he really needs her and he depends on her and all this stuff, and he allows her into the the rooms that women aren't allowed in. Mm. So that's what I mean. To me, it didn't quite make sense. It was almost just done slap bang quick, whatever. So I just found some of the relationships. Him with his wife, him with his children, who are supposedly suffering, and that you see only in one scene, and he with Elizabeth to start off with, I don't think were done quite right for me. I'm not saying it's because, you know, well, back then. I'm not going to say that you're wrong, because that's your perspective. That's that's how you, what you. Well, I'm got just out you asked me, and that's what I'm. Yeah. Yeah. No. Absolutely. That's absolutely. I would have liked a bit more. Um, I also with King George. Mm. I, I the, the reason. Oh. I thought, I thought Gary Oldman did a fabulous job. I thought he did an absolute awesome job. Uh, only because But I'm... I find, found some of the relationships he had, yep. not through he, his acting, yep. but maybe through the dialogue and the writing, probably not enough for me. I... Look... <laughs> 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 there's a... Look, there's a thousand things I could say here. If they're going to look at the man as as this man through this time period, yeah. he's got all these things affecting him. I we, want to see how it's all affecting him. this is going to happen with this movie. This is a movie which is taking the modern audience into another... No. This is why I think this... I like this film. I'll, I'll be straight up. I, I really I don't think it has this. to do with anything about modern. I mean, we know how women were we treated back modern. then. We, the we way we... The way, women were, the way women were treated back then is yep. shown very clearly in that. What I'm saying is his relationships with not even just women, like with his sons, yes. was not, for me, clear. No, because it was different. It's from that period of time. Don't roll your eyes at me. <laughs> Don't, no. 
you're a very black and white person, as we've often discussed. It's disgusted, disgust. Um, <laughs> you're a very black and white sort of thing, and so you see what it is for what it is. And and I'm not going to kind of go, well, I'm older, so I know better, sort of thing. But I, I was alive back in the forties. Exactly Hang on, I'm not going to. I'm not going to pull. <laughs> you that, weren't. I'm not going to pull that bullshit. All I'm simply saying is, I remember further back, in that. Things were different. I remember the 70s. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Shoot me now. Um, but I have watched more of a shift in society and how... And, and society, when a society shifts... Oh, I, 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 this podcast is killing me because I feel like I'm such a bullshit artist when it comes to this sort of stuff. And I don't know what I'm talking about. But... I have watched and I have seen society and, and society is nothing more than interconnected relationships as far as I can see and how men deal with women and vice versa and how they deal with their children and everybody else. And it has changed. It has changed since the 90s. It's changed since the 80s. We just have to have, ask Brett Kavanaugh about that one. You know, and, and I remember the 70s and I remember clearly how relationships were in the 70s. I can't remember back into the 60s because I was only a baby. But what I'm trying to say is there is a, a very distinctive change in how people behave towards one another. And my parents were from Churchill's... Do you know what I'm saying? He, they were old enough that they were of the same stock as what Churchill is. And so I recognised how he related with his wife and I understood it a lot more than perhaps you would because your your mother and your father are, are more modern, if you will. I still reckon the fact that the movie brought it up that it was an issue. They actually said oh, it was sure an they issue. Had issues. No, no, no. The film brought it up as an issue. Mm-hmm. But then didn't show it how it was an issue. Why bring it up as an issue without saying how? Could you, could you answer that yourself? No, I can't. That's what my problem is. Right, okay. So That's what I'm saying is wrong because he's going, she's going, you know, so you could be here, we've all had to take sacrifices. Yeah. I've had to sacrifice. The children have had to sacrifice. And you're getting all these pictures of his son looking totally dis- devastated. I'm thinking, well, what's happened? And then they sh- don't show them any longer. He's in the film for a second. Yeah. And you never see and him then again. And they get pushed to the background. I would have liked to have seen their point of view or something there just to give me a bit more closure as to I, what the issue is, okay. is what now, I'm explaining. Now, to sound completely pompous, I'm going to say that that proves my point exactly. Now, yeah, I know, I know, it's shit, I know. But that's what I'm saying. In that particular time period, all of, all of but that why shit... Bring, why bring it up as, at all as an issue? Why not say nothing then? Because it shouldn't have been an issue back then. He, you know, who cares if he was a bad father? Because he was prime minister. Uh, look, all of what you're saying. What is I'm correct. saying is that they actually <laughs> they actually wrote it out yes. and filmed it yes. as an issue. Yes. If they had not but even. They didn't fill it out. But they, what I'm what I'm saying is, if they hadn't even said it was an issue, yep. it wouldn't have been a problem. Right. Because you know what, his wife's in her rightful place for that time period. His children are in their rightful place for that time period. So, However, the film brought it up. As an issue. So your 
you're upset by the fact that the film picked the thread, but it didn't pull it all the way out. Yes. Thank you. That's what I mean. If they hadn't said anything about his... And had all these scenes of his wife looking devastated about her yep. situation, yep. it wouldn't have been an issue if she just sat there like a good little housewife. Other movies do that, though. No, but they go... Either they're crap and they yep. don't go into it, or they go into it. It just really upset you. No, I'm just saying that's a downfall for the film. Why go, this is an issue, it's and then do nothing no, about it's, it? It's, it's not necessarily a downfall for the film. I it is. Why bring up something... And then just go, uh, but we're not going to discuss it. It's like me going, Paul, I, I, would like- <laughs> Paul I would like to discuss Australian politics, but we're not going to discuss it. <laughs> well, yeah, fair enough. You know. That's what no, I mean. I'm going to bring up one thing, but you know what? Now we're not going to discuss it. No, no. Now look, I understand your frustration and knowing you as well as I Where do. Where if they hadn't have brought it up as an issue, if his yeah. wife had just sat there and gone, I, look, I, oh, we're so proud of you. Oh, it's so wonderful. We'd love you so much, my husband. And the children are so happy and they all had happy smiles on their faces while drinking yeah. their champagne. Yeah. Then we would have all gone, oh, for that time period. I can understand your frustration. <laughs> I get it. I do. I genuinely get it. So none of this whole, However, I'm back in my day. How- <laughs> I understand where yeah. women were in that time period. And I yes. realised that that's the film. They have and that's the way it is. And they're expected to like. No, I get State it. their case and pull back. But I get that, yeah. but if they're going to bring it up yep. and discuss it, and yep. then not discuss it, yep. that irritates me. Maybe it was just brought up as a bit of a, a time check. I don't know. I, I, I didn't. I won't look. Oh, go, go back and watch the scene where his wife and kids are there with the champagne glasses and listen to the context so of the conversation. Painful, um, <laughs> Such I, a pain I, in the butt. I know, but it didn't look... It, for me, it didn't strike badly. I have seen family environments like that where you have the alpha male of the, the head of the household standing up and making up. That's not the issue. No, I'm the issue is that they. The point, aren't I? Oh God! <laughs> the issue is they actually brought it up in the dialogue. They're discussing it, oh. but then they don't go any further. Perhaps. It's brought up. They're talking about it. Okay, I'm being dense here, aren't I? I'm so sorry. I apologise. <laughs> go back and watch the um, oh, champagne family I'll drinking I'll, scene. I'll, I'll, I'll go back and have a look at it. And when when she goes blah blah blah, clink, move on to the next scene. You go, oh, hey, go back. Maybe it was just... No, no, I won't dig myself in deeper. Um, But otherwise, it was an alright film. (laughs) Uh, Well, that was fun. But as in, historians shouldn't get upset when they're treating it like a film. No, but you've got to... When you make a historical movie, I mean, I think everybody, even historians, understand that you've got to be able to make it accessible for modern audiences and... People are going to want to have to enjoy it. Now, I enjoyed it from end to end, bookcase to bookcase. Um, That's good. Years. Yeah, I did. I loved it. I thought, so I haven't seen King's Speech, but I get the feeling it's going to be quite You haven't sp- seen the King's no, Speech? No, I haven't. I, we, uh, we have to do that one. I've watched it and I actually really liked it, but well, I like Jeffrey Rush. Okay. Well, Jeffrey Rush is excellent. Mm. I, there's no... Um, and I found I got... What might have confused me if but I hadn't have seen the it? Same kind of uh, timber about this film compared to that that other film. I like it, the King's Speech better than the Darkest Hour. Okay, but then that's just me. Does it have the same sort of feel though? That's what I'm asking. 
Because this is a movie about words. I know, but there's also... Uh, I like the way that Colin Firth portray, uh, portrays King George as in the... You know, you get to see a not a weaker side, but a softer side and the yep. side where he's having to fight against his father and against the public and against having to speak out, which is a great fear and yep. all that sort of stuff. Right. Where this one, they've tried to do that with this character and it's worked out really nicely. You're getting, you're feeling for him and everything and you're getting to think about how he would feel in that sort of regard. Right. Where well, if you'd been a story and you might not have got that, so... I find it more for that movie, but I also found watching King's speech before The Darkest Hour gave me a bit more of a background for... Okay, well, that's interesting. That's, that's good to know. King George. Now, I'm sorry to be such a dictator here, but time is moving on, and we've waffled on enormously about that first section. Well, I think that was that, the argument. <laughs> yeah, I, I... Look, I know, I know. And, I, and, I, and I, I think I understand what you're saying, and we'll probably have to thrush it out a bit more afterwards but yes I, I think that's a valid point what you're bringing up um, let's talk performances what did you think of Gary Oldman's performance of Churchill I thought he did a fabulous job you did mm-hmm. okay um, what about you know Edward? he won like almost every single award under the sun for that well everybody made a big hoo-ha about it but that doesn't necessarily make it so I found it was good. Yeah. I mean, yes, he didn't mumble as much, but that's because he's doing a film and you want you don't want subtitles underneath when he's speaking. Yep. Yep. Um, look, for me, because I've seen Gary Oldman in a lot of things, and if nothing else, the man is flexible. So, Very. So much so that you can almost not recognise him sometimes. Oh, there's no way you would recognise him. No, no, no. The that only fat thing... suit was awesome. Hey? That fat suit was awesome. Well, it was, but like... The, the eyes that were sh- like shining out from underneath all of that um, prosthetics. Uh, what's what's the word for it? The prosthetics. Yeah, it's the right word. Um, the eyes were a lot younger than you would have thought of a man of Churchill's age, and it did come through. I felt, you know, that was the only tell that I could tell because he was very uh, intense in his gaze. That. Did you get the same level of intensity for you or not? I found the performance intense. I, I wasn't looking deeply into Gary Oldman's eyes. <laughs> Perhaps you should. <laughs> look, I don't want to go into that. But the guy can fucking act. Oh, he's fabulous. You know? He's incredibly talented. And as an actor, he's a bit of an actor's actor. You know, like, he can just put his hand to any particular role. And I think in this he was showing off a little bit and saying, hey, look, because... I bet he worked bloody hard. I'm sure he did because his voice is so clipped. It is so precise. And he had to mumble his way all the way through this because Churchill was a terrible mumbler. I know, but he couldn't... He had to put a mumble on it, but he can't mumble all the way through. Otherwise, like I said, you'd have to have subtitles underneath. People have to be able to understand what he's saying, but still get the idea that he doesn't speak clearly. That's right. And and he certainly pulled that off. I look, personally myself, I was blown away by his performance. I think it was, and... He did beautifully. It was excellent. I I have not seen, you know, 
bring in um, Cary Grant and sit him down <laughs> in the chair and get him to watch. Because seriously, you know, take note. Leave uh, that man alone. No, no, I'm going to... Every time there was a case of bad acting, I'm just going to drag him in by the bloody ear. Oh, I just... I also just made me laugh that King George was um, Ben Mendelssohn and we did yes. we looked at him for Ready Player One. Yeah, I know. No, <laughs> I, I thought he did much better in King George as King George in this film than he did in that uh, one. Yeah, but like he was so clipped and everything. Like Ben Mendelssohn is like a, he's an Australian actor, isn't he? From memory. Yeah, but listen, yeah. I Mendo. when he's got lots of <laughs> when he's got lots of um, like great scripts. Yeah. You know, you can only do as well as what you provided with, really. Yes. So I, in, he did a very good job in this. He did, because mm. he was given a little bit of... You know, he had... I think Mendow is a bit of a character actor. I don't think he's a, a good front man, the main main lead. I haven't seen him as a main lead. No, well, he keeps getting character roles. And and Edward VI is a character role. Oh, okay. I haven't seen him in that. Yeah. No... In this movie. Oh, no. Sorry, I thought you meant playing, like a separate film. Yes, yes. Well, I guess so, yeah. And playing a villain is always, by default, a character role. Because yeah, you've got to be evil. He wasn't... Oh, but, yeah, anyway, it doesn't it matter. It was quite evil in it. Oh, no, no, no. I didn't say that. I just said I found he did a better job in this than he did in Ready Player One because, you know, there's a bit more depth in this one. Yes, yes. So, yeah. you know, you've got more to put your teeth into. It's certainly... It is quite a bitey, mm. bitey movie. Star rating. Starring? You. Star rating? Yes. Oh, geez, I haven't even thought about it. I know, um, I could tell. Yeah. Because you your mind just went <gasps> like a rabbit in the headlights. I, I have to say, in all honesty, mm-hmm. I really, really enjoyed this film. I've watched it twice and each time was with rap fascination. I, I thought... I don't usually give many points for acting performances and things like that because I expect the people to turn up and do the fucking job. Do you know what I mean? Like, if you're an actor, turn up onto the rock, onto the script, say the lines, say them properly, and give a, a good performance of it. It's very rare that I'll go, I couldn't do that, or most people couldn't do that, or just about nobody could do that. It takes that particular person to do that. Do you know what I mean? And I got that with uh, Gary Oldman doing Churchill. I don't know how he was mani- he able to manage to fit himself into doing that, but he's just very talented. Whatever news he used, um, oh he he God. would have listened to lots of oh, he, the of, amount of, of hours he Churchill, would have just sat there yeah, and which, listening and watching that Churchill. Right, and that's why I asked you before the movie listen to a couple of Churchill speeches, the original, so that you could hear that to what he was doing. But people don't need to do that. No, of course they not. They get a better appreciation, but they don't need to. Perhaps we can say from the fact that we did it, perhaps we'll, let's say that he did a very credible slash authentic job on Churchill's voice. Mm. It was very close. Would you say that's fair? Yeah, I think that's fair. Star rating. It's not a film with a great deal of action. It's not a film that moves fast. It's not a film that has any kind of plot other than what happened in history. I history think they, they the made plot. a plot out of yeah, it. Yeah, I know, I know. But like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it wasn't 
this hero arc or anything particular other I, than Churchill. There was hero arc. It was him going because uh, he had to doubt himself, and then he went, "That's right, no, I'm just going to fight right, this." Everyone's going to disagree with me on that, but it was just it was just a snapshot in time, as far as I was concerned. You know, um, I have I have to stop myself from being brutal on this film because I enjoyed it so much and because I admire Churchill so much. And so my knee-jerk reaction is to belt it out, out of the middle of the park. Um, I... <laughs> oh, can you... Can I don't, that, no. that doesn't make sense to me that if you enjoy the film, wouldn't you just give it a high yeah, star but rating? I, yeah, but I, oh, because I enjoyed it, I've no, got to ruin is, it. it is, this is what I'm trying to say. I had a real visceral reaction to this film and I don't want to be that person who is swayed so heavily emotionally. Why not? Because it doesn't make the film better. Just if you enjoyed it, the film, wouldn't you give it a high star rating? Well, that's no matter my, what emotional tug no, it gave you? because it's my prejudices. <sighs> I, I know. I'm not, I'm, okay. Eight. An eight. I'd give it a 9. I'd give it a 10. I really enjoyed it, but I'm going to give it an 8. Okay. Um, I think I'll give it a 7 because it is shot well and there's some really great performances. Yep. Um, yep. But there was a couple of little things that irritated me enough that it made me question it the whole way through. Like the social positioning of the family. Um, it, I think it's important. <laughs> So I'll give it a seven. All right. Okay. Well, that's that's a well well rounded seven. Yes. <laughs> that's another one where you have been less generous than me. I've already told you that happens. You keep bagging me out for it. You know, I, I actually gave some thought to that, and I think I've worked out what's going on here. <laughs> what's that? Well, when it's a film that's middle of the road, we come very close, if not bang on the same. When it is a film that. I like or I hate, I tend to go into more extremes. And I'll go, like, for example, Smoking Barrels. Even though it's your favourite, <laughs> you could not make yourself go 10. No. Even, even though it's the greatest film on the planet. <laughs> you couldn't do it, you know. Oh, gosh, thanks. So, all right. Um, right, so for next, so that was uh, eight from you yep. for Darkest Hour and seven from me. Yes, all right. Okay, so next week we're going to change the program slightly. So normally next week we do an obscure and then one of our favourites. But because we've had people putting up their fact, they would like movies for us to review. We're just going to play on through. So what we're going to... So what we're going to... <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what that meant. Um, what I, we were going to, we're going to do just to get um, some of these movies watched yep. is... Um, We'll put up just a movie that we would like to watch that we haven't seen, yep. you and I, yep. and then a movie that one of our our Facebook people, friends, has um, suggested for us. Yep. So the movie we've picked that we haven't seen is Hysteria, and the second movie for next week um, was put up by Jennifer, Ineffectual, and she would like to, us to review The Fall. So have you seen The Fall? The Fall? Yeah. No, no, I haven't. So that should be interesting. So thank you for um, Ineffectual for putting that up. And um, we'll keep working through them all. And um, so, yeah, next week, um, Hysteria and the Fall. Hi, Jane. <laughs> <laughs>
I know, Jen. That's all good. Yeah. Oh, that's all right. Yeah. So um, we'll review it and, um, yeah, yeah, cool bananas. Yeah. Beautiful. So um, hope you have a good week and we'll catch you next time. Excellent. <laughs> okay, kids. Uh, yeah, well, I think you've pretty well said it all. Well, then stop recording. So I will. I will. I promise. Yes. Um. See you later, guys. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> How slick are we?